Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sip Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I'm joined with my co-host, Jack Vandemotter. Glad to be back. Glad to be doing an interview today. we got a super special guest, Mitchell Pelkey, Ohio State lacrosse player. John, I'm going to let you introduce him in a second, but Mitchell, how are you doing today? Good. I just want to say, John, Jack, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here, man. Sunday, Sunday evening here in Columbus, the weather's looking good, so I'm excited to be on this. Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on. We're super excited to have you. For those of you who do not know Mitchell, he's a junior attackman at The Ohio State University. He is entering his third year in the OSU lacrosse program. He hails from Riverside High School in Leesburg, Virginia. And at Ohio State, he's carving out a good career for himself. He's currently lining up to start this year or to play some big minutes for the Ohio State team. He's an academic All-Big Ten honoree. He's a social media influencer, too, where he has 72,000 followers on TikTok and 24,000 subscribers on YouTube. So you're creating quite a name for yourself, Mitchell. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's interesting, and it's, it's truly something that's been a goal of mine ever since I started this whole social scene back when I was a freshman in high school. But lacrosse and doing social has definitely kind of always been my too, so excited to, to dominate here for, for the next uh, next year or two. Sweet. So for the first question, I just kind of wanted to, to bring it back for a second. In 2022 right now, you committed to Ohio State in 2015, almost seven years ago now. What made you choose OSU, and how was the whole experience of picking a college so early in, in your life? Yeah, so going back to, the, to my freshman year, at that time period in 2015, like that was really normal for lacrosse players. Like right after you graduate eighth grade, like that summer was the big summer for lacrosse players. College coaches knew it. Everybody knew it. So as soon as I graduated eighth grade, you know, every weekend in June and July, I just had to turn it up and, and, and play for a great club team and play uh, my heart is in front of these coaches. So that's kind of where it all started. And after playing hard, I, I got some offers and, and my top three were UVA Hopkins I'm in Ohio State. And I, and I went to visit all three of those schools, and I think Ohio State really had everything I was asking, you know, from the academics side to the big school side to the social aspect to the alumni base. And then obviously, you know, what Coach Moss has done with the lacrosse team has, has been something I've truly admired growing up. And I'm, I committed here October 1st of 2015, and it's truly been a blessing. You know, I still wake up, you know, almost every single day and, like, I'm so thankful I'm here because I truly love this place. And I, I, you know, if I didn't, I would be somewhere else. But to wake up and say you love where you go to school, it's pretty rare, I feel like. But at the same time, like, so thankful that I'm here. Well, it seems like you made the right choice. I can't even imagine knowing where I'm going to college back in ninth grade. That probably would have been (laughs) nice. But especially now with the whole NIL and everything, you making videos, you doing content, even before the NIL. And now it's really paying off for you to go to a school with an up-and-coming lacrosse program and where you can take advantage of those opportunities with your videos and your content. But moving into our next question, kind of leading into it, you do a series on your channel where you find an athlete from another sport and essentially switch, yep. switch through some competitions and drills and everything. What was your favorite one to record and what stuck out about it compared to the other sports? I don't know. I think like... The most hyped up one was definitely Jimmy Sotos one, just because everybody knows who he is through TikTok and everything. 
But I think my most fun was was honestly volleyball. I think like me that plays lacrosse and obviously has never played volleyball growing up, but one going to try that was definitely a unique experience for me. And Kylie and Gabby, the, the girls I played volleyball with over there, super fun and they made it like so interactive. And I think like our our the three of us, our chemistry like meshed so well that the video did so well. And I so I think like that is definitely my favorite one to do. And I, I, I sucked at it, but it was like looking back, it's like so funny to watch. I saw Gabby was spiking on you. How was it trying to like return yeah. that? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, they're clocking in. I think it was like 60, 70 miles an hour. And from like 15 feet away, it's like, I don't I, I don't know how they do it. I definitely couldn't do it. But it was a fun experience. Like I had the jersey on, had the shorts, had the knee pads, <laughs> had the arm sleeves and everything. So it was, it was a great experience. And, and, and two friends I've gained and, and obviously will not let go. Would you say that was also the hardest competition that you that you did? Or was uh, definitely softball. Softball. Definitely Ooh. softball was the hardest. Like I said, my, my, my dad played lacrosse growing up. He actually played at UVA back in the day. He grew me and my brother up to like never play baseball. So that was like really like one of the first times like ever like hitting a ball, honestly. Like we never grew up going to the hitting ranges or, or batting cages or anything. So softball was definitely the hardest. I hate baseball. So like coming there and play softball is definitely a challenge for me, but it, it was super fun for sure. Cool. I think baseball has to be one of the hardest sports if you've never played it before. Yeah. And you're hitting like a big ball too. Like Yeah, I softball's a closer mound too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy though. I mean, she was even pitching me some and she's not even a pitcher, but she's like whipping it in there. I'm like playing catcher, <laughs> afraid of the ball and everything. So I just think like my biggest goal when I do those challenges is like obviously the sport will be there, but get somebody that's got a good personality and is like yeah. caring and is genuinely like a good person. And that's kind of always my goal when picking these picking these athletes. So you have a podcast called Pelk Talk. I thought that was really interesting being that, you know, from our experience doing a podcast, obviously you, your, your own podcast, what has kind of been the most interesting aspect of doing your own podcast and what do you like about doing a podcast versus like a vlog on youtube yeah so i I say honestly like the podcast right now is definitely on a pause for me i think i i went into it kind of with a i'm gonna do it because everybody else is doing it Mm -hmm. and that's kind of it like i don't think i really had a true love for it i think i honestly do deep down but i think right now like i have to build other parts of my platform up to be able to get to that level but the podcast part was was hard you know like when you're vlogging, you're making a YouTube video, like it's such a different, different atmosphere. Like you have to be on for a good five, 10, 15 seconds, like a podcast, like you're on for a good 30 to an hour and there's no cuts. It's, it's, it reminds me a lot of like Instagram live where you, you know, you, you gotta continue to make it interesting for the viewer. Cause if you don't, you're never going to get, you know, views and rating and, and all that. So I'd say like the hardest part, the most interesting part was, wasn't the questions, you know, wasn't like talking to the person. It was just like consistently making it interesting mm-hmm. while also like flowing into the next question. Like, so like smoothly, I always thought that was so hard and you guys have to use different words and everything, but it's definitely a different ball game than, than making videos or vlogging on YouTube. That's why I like give so, so many people like you guys respect is because it's so, so, it's so different. Yeah, the transitions, I think that makes, like, the best podcaster is when you can transition. Like, there's, like, a lull in the conversation, and you just flip it on the dime. Exactly. And it's, like, you, the viewer, like, doesn't even realize, like, they're talking no. about something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough. 
but you, I mean, you've had some pretty interesting podcasts. We, Garrett Wilson, Jesse James West, yeah. Chris Hogan. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I'm sure you've loved all of them, but. Uh, I think, honestly, my favorite was Chris Hogan. I think just what he's done for the sport of lacrosse and obviously winning yeah. Super Bowls, like, it, it was kind of a awesome experience to sit down and talk with him because he's a guy that consistently, like, works his tail off and a guy I, I admire that works his balls off in the shadows and isn't a guy that, like, consistently, like, is like, look at me, look at me. He just, like, rhymes and, and doesn't talk about it and just what he puts on the field shows of how much work he's put in. And he's one of the few people that have also just been able to play two professional sports, which is exactly. actually incredible. But yeah. moving on, podcasts, vlogs, it's an age of social media that we're in now. A lot of people in our age, especially like in college and high school and stuff, are really trying to become like affluent on social media. What about your content do you think is unique and has helped propelled you to be so successful? That's a good question. I like that, John, a lot, actually. Thank you. I don't know. I think people, like, when they get a camera in their face, they try to be, like, this different person. And I've always kind of been at the mindset of just, like, be you. Like, at the end of the day, like, there's a group of people out there that are going to, like, <clears throat> love who you are. So, like, why would you change up just because there's a camera in front of you? And I think that comes like back from my mom and dad of just, like, continuing to believe in like your core values that you have and especially in the social media game like there's so many fake people and I, that's why i always admire when i when i meet somebody that's genuine and is a real person because you don't come come by a lot of them so i'd say just like continuing to believe in my core values and i, and I think that's why people honestly love watching me is because i'm just like a regular kid that's like playing a division one sport creating content and i'm not this guy that's this D1 quarterback, like trying to act like he's at the top of the mountain. No, I'm just like a guy that is playing college lacrosse and makes funny videos with his roommates. And, and I don't want you to think of anything less. Like I'm just the same as you. I just make videos on the internet. And and people are attracted to that because they, they be they like you, if you're trying to be someone else and you're trying to fit yeah. into what everyone else is doing, you're just going to become, you know, another carbon you copy can, of whatever. Else. That out too. I feel like, like you can always tell when you're talking to somebody and, they're fake or they're not genuine. Like I feel uh -huh. like people can always kind of kind of seek that out. Yeah. yeah, and in your STX vlog, I saw you just ask people a trait about yourself, and most of them said like bright. A couple of them even said crazy. But like, yeah. that's like I don't know. From your vlogs, that's just like your personality. Like you're bright. Even yeah. something like well, having COVID during Christmas, you're able to still keep cracking jokes and just being genuine. So it, it's cool to see how that's been able to like rise you towards the top. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that, John. I think that's one thing I pride myself on is just, like, being positive. Like, I hate – I will not hang out with you if you're a negative cat. And I am, like, such a believer in just, like, continue to be positive. Obviously, people are going to be dealt different hands throughout life, and it's just, like, what I said and actually in that Christmas video, E plus R equals O event mm -hmm. plus response equals outcome. And I truly believe in that. Like, you're going to be dealt a good or bad hand at times, and it's all about how you – how you treat it and honestly how you how you respond with it. So I, I really do appreciate that. All right. So you balance obviously a lot of things, school, lacrosse, content creation. Kind of take us through a typical day in the life for you. What goes into all that? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely like, it's really hectic. I, I'd say, I think like the only way I, I, I make this happen is because I, I truly am a hard worker. I, I believe that. And I don't want to sound like I'm, 
this big guy. Like I just work hard because I love it. I love what I'm doing. And so right now I just got back to school. Winter break looks a little bit different, but just got back to school. And now I wake up at 5 a.m. I immediately like go to the bathroom, do all that jazz, come back, get a cup of coffee and just dial into my laptop. So usually it's editing a video for that week, whether that's like editing a video, thinking of video ideas, writing a video script, anything kind of YouTube, TikTok related, whether that it could also be like filming TikToks or, you know, saving ideas and, and filming them for after. But from five to about 11, I do anything social media wise. So whatever that would be. And then from 11 to about 3.30, I'm, I'm at the shoemaker practicing with my guys. So mm-hmm. I practice blocks from 11 to 3, shower up, cold tub, hot tub, all that out at about 3.30. And then I come back and then that's all kind of really schoolwork. So whatever that day looks like, usually a minimum of 30 minutes, maybe maximum of like two hours of just schoolwork. And then I really hop back into the business side, maybe hitting more, you know, videos on TikTok, less taxing stuff like YouTube, or even just emailing or responding back to different companies that email me and usually kind of wrap it up all around seven, hang out with the guys for, for an hour. And then I'm, I'm asleep by nine. It's, it's, it's a pretty boring lifestyle. And I'm trying to work on like getting a hobby. Cause I literally like, work and go to practice and like see my guys for a little bit and they bust my balls about it. But I, I truly believe like I'm enjoying my college experience. Like I'm not getting burned out, but at the same time, like I know all this work is going to pay off. I mean, it's paid off a little bit in these first six months of months of NIL, but I, I just am so obsessed with it and I truly do love it. And that's kind of like what my schedule looks like. And I mean, I think that transition is like perfect into our next question that we had for you. In this new world of NIL, college athletes have the opportunity to monetize off of everything that they do. Yeah. And how do you feel like knowing that all of that hard work that went into your like non-monetized content over the past few years has like finally just paid off? Yeah. So actually, got, I'm gonna give a huge shout out. Obviously, you guys probably know I'm destroying on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like the guy that made really the snowball start to turn with with the NCAA and, and, and the government just to really put this rule into effect. And when that happened back in 2016, I was a sophomore in high school. So I was just kind of creating content, little across little high school, just being kind of a YouTuber. And, and I was still making money on YouTube, doing different brand deals and, and different things. But that was kind of it. And I knew that really started the, the snowball to effect to be like, okay, like college athletes, want to create content like this is a thing they want to do and especially tiktok was on the rise then like it all kind of happened at the right time so i knew in the back of my mind like i already knew i was going to ohio state this is happening as a sophomore in high school like when i'm at ohio state like it's definitely going to be in effect by the time i'm there so i was super pumped up for that and like you just, i just had to have that long-term goal in mind like at the end of the day like you know, I, I wasn't, I was making videos without getting paid. Like it doesn't really matter about the money. Cause I truly love, you know, I truly love like the process. Mm-hmm. And I think when that rule, you know, happened in July 1st, six months ago, like it was like all the hard work I put in paid off. And I just knew in the back of my mind, like consistently work. Cause like my time's coming w- with the money piece. And, you know, it did July 1st, never looked back. And I've just consistently, you know, worked hard and, and I'm excited and where my channels are going and where they came from. That's sweet. So real quick, briefly, could you take us through the process of how you run a video or deal through the compliance office now? Yeah. So it's a lot different now. So freshman and sophomore year, it was a lot more like, 
hey, like, I just finished a video. Here's the link. Like, check it out. Have to send it to compliance. And I'd have to wait for their approval before I could post the video. Mm-hmm. The process seems pretty easy, but I'm on their time. So, like, it, it, I would have to work so many days in advance to get the video ready on, like, a Monday if I'm not even going to post till Friday because, like, I would have to wait for their approval. And it's mm-hmm. it's not like I could speed up the process because at the end of the day, they're worrying about bigger issues in, the, in, in, in our leg department. So that was like the hardest part. It was like, you know, now it doesn't look like that at all. It's like, I kind of know the different rules and then I follow them. And, you know, if it fits the standard, then I post. And, and, and I think NIL has definitely opened up that space, space and made it okay for athletes like myself to create content. Because before it was like, you know, you can't really do that. But now it's like, it's full game. Sweet. So... A couple weekends ago, you got to go out to Baltimore to STX Lacrosse's main headquarters and do a promotion shoot with them. How was that whole experience, and how humbling is it to be partnering with the sport's leading company in gear? Yeah, I'd say it's it's, it's an awesome experience. I, I I can tell you right now, Jack and John, I would not want to be with any other company in the lacrosse world. They do it the best. Like I grew up wearing them. My dad wore them in college. My dad wore them after college. Like. They're the best lacrosse company, and I still remember like contacting with them like around you know July one of like making this whole thing. And I was like so you know surprised, like I'm just so thankful to like finally be like a you know working with a company I truly love and grew up wearing, and it was an awesome experience. Like the people at STX really know what's going on in the community and in the world and the sport of lacrosse, and and they make it so interesting. Like we were down there in Baltimore, like having different shoots. You know, doing different dances, like making it fun, you know, for me and the other athletes down there. So it was an awesome experience being able to hang out with the best in the world, Chris Grays and Brendan O'Neill's, and just like hang out and have a great time. Like no other lacrosse company is doing that. And that's why STX is, is a foot above. One person that really stuck out to me from your video was Nakai Montgomery. I, I thought it was so cool how he just like, after not playing any football since high school, he just picked it up at Duke again. Yeah, yeah. So, great guy. I've kind of known of these guys before the event, but never really got to talk to them or see them in person. But Nikai was a guy, like, I could tell personality-wise was very similar to me. Like, Mm -hmm. on camera, you put it on him, he's ready to go, not a lot of takes, just, like, ripping it. And he's a a hard worker, man. A fifth year at Duke just said, hey, I'm going to play football and miss it. And he, he regrets not playing all four years. So, I think it's, like, he's a great guy. And none of those guys, too, like, a lot of people ask me, like, hey, what was this guy like? What was that guy like? Like, everybody was so humble. Like, no mm-hmm. one was bragging that they had more points or more assists. Like, I think that's what SCX does best is, like, they're picking the person for personality first and then athlete second. I think that's so huge in picking these NIL athletes. And just and just building a brand in general, like you said, keeping everything yeah. positive and keeping, like, a good group around you. And that's the best way to sort of, like, level up in this life. Moving more towards your lacrosse career now, we have got two more bigger questions here for you. So last year, Ohio State had a bit of a tough time with their season. What went wrong, you know, going 4-7, and seven, and what has to change for this upcoming year for you guys to kind of turn stuff around? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this, for this year, I think. You know, last year was honestly tough, like, having COVID, having to go get tested at 8 a.m. every single morning mm-hmm. and really having this, you know, 
bubble in between us. Like we, we weren't allowed to see our guys on the weekends. We weren't allowed to hang out with them on a day to day basis. The only time, the only time I got to see my brothers, my, my friends, my teammates was at practice. And a team can never get super close when that happens. So that was honestly the toughest part. It was like guys are like going to practice every single day, but can't really have fun and enjoy each other outside. And like when that starts to happen, like the mold of the sport and like everybody playing it changes because it's like it's it's really just like a business then mm -hmm. but i think for this season like backing up and, and having like the ability to see my friends and do team bible studies again or team cookouts on the weekend like all that stuff is in effect again it just makes a you know everything so much brighter and i think last year everyone just had kind of this negative attitude towards everything because we couldn't really have that college experience again but for this year i'm excited our, our schedule came out about two weeks ago, we have our first game, February 5th, against Detroit Mercy here at home. And I'm just excited to get back going. I, I think we have a really good squad, a great freshman class coming in, a pair of new captains. So kind of a fresh start for the Buckeyes, and I, and I honestly can't wait. I'm excited to see where you guys can take it this year. I mean, it's got to be hard to, like, build a chemistry, especially with a game like lacrosse where you just build off of each other during the game not practicing, yeah. not seeing each other. So it's going to be cool to see what you guys can do this year after being able to actually practice and just, like, be yeah. with each other. Yeah, I think last year, too, it was just such a different atmosphere. It wasn't like, all right, we're going to go practice, and today's going to be an awesome day. It was like, all right, like, are these guys not feeling well? Like, could we practice today? Do we have enough numbers to go? It, it was always, like, that was always in the forefront. And like when that's in the forefront, the things that actually matter about like playing good lacrosse, running these drills, winning games, like kind of gets lost because like, obviously you got to have the game first. And like, that was the biggest thing there's been, there was a couple of times where right before the game, we didn't even know if we were playing because of COVID positive tests. And I think mm -hmm. now that that's kind of out, like we're just all truly excited. You can focus on the game and yeah. focus on winning. So what goals do you have for this upcoming season? And then also, your career as a lacrosse player yeah so i'd say goals i think for the team obviously i'd just be like to win a big 10 and nast national championship i think at the end of the day that's every player's dream and, and to be honest i think one of the great things that coach myers does and in, in, in kind of you know implements in us is is the whole we not me mindset and i mm -hmm. think that's something i truly had to adapt, adapt to while i'm here and I think none of us on the team really have like personal goals on the field. Like we're, we're trying to win like some hardware to put up in our facility. And I think that's, that's our number goal. And I think that's never going to change here at Buckeye lacrosse. But I say for myself, like obviously get playing time and all that stuff's going to come. But like, I truly want to be a good like leader vocally. I think that's something that, you know, in high school I had and then kind of got here was the under, underclassmen and everything. And now that I'm an older classman, like really be able to use that voice and practice in games is something I'm really trying to do. And then, like I said, just put some hardware on the trophy case and get it going this spring is, is obviously all of our goals. Cool. And then what do you have? Do you have any goals for life after lacrosse and just life in general? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think right now the PLL, Paul Rabel, and what he's doing over there is obviously killing it. Like mm -hmm. the social media's got going on. The teams are expanding free agency, this and that. Like I feel like every year they're doing something new and unique to the sport that is, is so needed. Before that, it was kind of just like, eh, like MLL. Like we don't even really know what's going on. It was kind of a joke. No one really watched the games. But now, like 
that's something we're tuning in on in, in the summer. Like we're, we're, we're putting mm-hmm. those games on our calendar. We're watching those. So that's really cool to see. And I think, I think for me after college, you know, right now I do have the opportunity to take my fifth year because of COVID and all that. My freshman year, it's something I'm, I, I, I'm taking, I, I want to take, but I think after my college career, you know, if the PLL is an opportunity for me, I would definitely take it, but I, I'd say it's definitely not the end all be all, you uh, know, of, of playing professional lacrosse. I think, combining combining the sport and, and, and my content creation is something I love to do now but obviously we'll see what happens here in the future but I mean if I could if I could be on a PLL team I'm definitely not going to say no yeah it'll definitely be fun to see where your future takes you it seems pretty bright I appreciate that <laughs> so we got our quick questions now for you we'll move into those so our first one for you is what other sports if any did you play in high school I played freshman basketball my freshman year, and that was it. Biggest, honestly, one of my biggest regrets in life is not playing high school football. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know that, but that was it. If you had to pick one teammate to back you up in a street fight, who are you taking? Or a WWE <laughs> match. My, fresh, my freshman year and sophomore year here at Ohio State, a guy by the name of Jeff Penrick, Canadian guy, the toughest guy I've ever met <laughs> and still know to this day. The Canadians know how to scrap. Oh, they're so gritty. I, like, that's something you need when you're born. Like, you can't teach grittiness. All right. So, on your team right now, who's your most impressive teammate? Like, lax-wise? or Yeah. I'd say Jack Myers, without a doubt. Like, he is definitely the craftiest guy on the field, you know, with his voice and, you know, with his play. Like, a guy that will put the ball in the back of the net and, and, and deserves all the accolades he gets because he puts in the work. All right, so you, you don't have the handlebar mustache right now, but when you did, did you ever get compared to Baker Mayfield? Did anyone ever tell you that you looked like Baker? No, no, <laughs> honestly, no. Like that, you're the first person to say that. Like we, those pictures up on our on our roster have been there since freshman year, and I think we might get new ones this year. We don't really know, but next time I do, I, I'm not having that. No. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I saw your account like two years ago when you were a freshman here, and I thought like at first your picture was like Baker Mayfield. Really? That's so much, <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before. That's awesome. <laughs> so our next question for you, what's your GOAT vaccination spot? <laughs> How, oh my God, I still laugh when I see that. Jack Harlow Drewski could be the best dude to ever see social media. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so... Who do you want to collab with in the future on a video or whatever it might be? Casey Neistat. Mm. Go to YouTube. Like, I don't even know what that collab would look like, but just being able to do something together with him on the platform of YouTube is, is definitely a huge goal of mine. Riding long boards through New York City traffic. Are you able to do that? Oh, <laughs> I can do it. If he's in front of me, I'm following him. I'll put a helmet on, but I'm doing it. <laughs> put your lacrosse helmet on. Yeah. So our next one for you is, how Italian are you on a level of one to ten? I think a good eight. Eight. I think a good eight. I'm not that we got to be banging out like Italian, like the language or like you knowing these different type of foods and everything, but like, I love the culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else I could really say. <laughs> Do you have any special talents or hobbies outside of lacrosse? <sighs> I really don't like people ask me stuff like this all the time and I literally play lacrosse and make videos and do school 
Something else you want to learn, though. So if you have any hobbies out there, you guys let me know, all right? Got you. For sure. So I don't, I don't I don't know if you even have time or if this is in your life, but do you have a favorite like show that you binge watch? Yeah, so that that's another thing I'm trying to work on. Like last year, I watched Sopranos, my <laughs> first ever show I've ever watched. Finished it, I loved it. Italian, it was just great. And I'm trying to get back into that now that I'm here. My buddies keep trying me, you know, keep telling me to watch Entourage. So I'm gonna start that here soon, I think. But uh. Honestly, no. Sopranos is the only show I've ever watched from the start to, to the to the end. Entourage is a great show. You should definitely. Really? Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that, Jack. All right. Last question we got for you before we wrap it up. What's uh, your favorite artist? And then what, what type of stuff do you listen to before a game to get you pumped up? Perfect. I love this question. Favorite artist is Drake, hands down. He's the GOAT. A thousand percent. I can bang to any of his songs. I think Certified Lover Boy was definitely top two of his best albums of all time. And music I listened to before the game, an artist by the name of John Mayer. You guys probably heard of him. Oh, yeah. I listened to him before the game because I get so nervous before the game that, like, John Mayer's, like, voice and his, like, soothing music that calms me down. Like, I don't think I've ever told you guys that, but, or anybody that, but. Jack and John here on the podcast. You guys are the first to hear that. So John Mayer is bumping in Pelkey's ears pregame. <laughs> well, thank thank you for letting us know first. That's really cool. Absolutely. <laughs> but Mitchell, that's all we have for you today. That was extremely fun. Thank you so much for just taking your time to come on the show. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys having me. Like this is so cool for me to hop on here with you guys and just like get to know you guys. And and, and now I have two friends for life. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where your future takes you. It sounds like you got some good stuff. Thank um, you. I hope you. I hope you have time to bring the podcast back too. I like to. I like listening to those as a as a fellow podcaster. So okay, awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, awesome. Well, awesome. thanks again. It was fun, and that wraps it up. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Big Bad Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Mitchell a follow on Instagram at Mitchell underscore Pelkey and on TikTok and YouTube at Mitchell Pelkey. Huge thanks again to Mitchell for taking his time to come on the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Hottest underscore Take Pod. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.